Hello, and um, welcome to this week's Meshachach uh, Mashir. So, this week is Parshas, or to be more exact, Parashas, um, Yisro. And that jingling means somebody's at my front door. So, the Pasuk says, it is Shmos Perak Choth Pasuk Yud Ches. The Pasuk says, so everybody's at Mount Sinai, and the nation stands from afar. Moshe nigash el marafel, and Moshe approaches the the smoke, or the cloud, the fog, whatever this was. Hashem shamelokim, where God was present. So the Meshechacham is going to comment on this last phrase, this notion of Hashem appro- Moshe approaching the cloud where Hashem was present. He says, he qu- opens by quoting Mechilta. Mechilta says, Lefnim mishalosh mechitzos. Moshe approached God from within three, three mechitzos, three dividers. Choshech, darkness, lanon, cloud, v'arafel, and this smoke. Choshech mibachutz, the darkness was on the outside, lanon mibafnim, the Anan was on the inside. And the smoke was before me and within. So where this metaphor, the, the, the imagery we're getting is kind of like the Choshech was the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. The Anan was the Bifnim within the Beis HaMikdash. And the Arafel was Lefnai V'Lefnim before God and within, in the Kodesh HaGadoshim. So, so let's look at the metaphor that there are three mechitos until the, um, the divine wisdom, the divine intellect. Vehema Hamur Gashos, we'll call them sensations for now. We'll see, he actually spells out what these things are. Hamuchashus, physicality, hamadame, and the imagination. But, you know, the ability to not just imagine things that aren't there, but to mentally image memories and so on. Nuvuas Moshe, Hayabas Baklaria Hameira. Moshe's prophecy was with a clear lens or a clear mirror. If you want more on that, uh, look at the first post in my blog, which is also called Asbaklaria. Without this imagery. These are the three differences between the other prophets and Moshe. Like the Ramam writes in the seventh parak of the halachos of the foundations of the Torah, meaning his, his mandatory beliefs, his philosophy section. Of the big of the yad of, of his code, and it's interesting. I looked up the words murgashot, murgashut, and hamadame, and I found that these words are the same words that Ben Tibbin uses when he translates the Mornavuchim, um, second section, chapter thirty-six. He also uses these three terms to refer to how Moshe's prophecy differs from that of a regular Navi. So I believe that that is why the Meshach Chachma is using these terms here, because 
He's specifically talking about the um, the Rambam's position. So what are these three differences? When a regular prophet had prophecy, his limbs would shake, he got weak. That is Hargasha with the powers of the body. Bays, the second difference. Um, the things that they learn are through a metaphor, like the ladder, which I assume is Yavo's ladder, or the Chayos, the, the divine angelic animal-like things that, um, that Yechezkel saw, the overturned um, pot, Shezehu, uh, of year, of the first paragraph of that is tangible. These are things that they perceive directly um, through their senses. Like it says, in the hands of the uh, I will be, I will be um, made similar. These are three differences. Moshe went inside three mechitos, three divisions, three partitions. These, the topic is long. I don't have enough space to, to discuss this. This is not the right time for this discussion. So we're getting here this... We're getting here an image of what it is, why Moshe's Navua had these three differences that are mentioned in Yesodei Torah, and it was because he had gotten beyond physical sensations, physical metaphors. He didn't need this kind of imagery. He got beyond it. So we have to think, what kind of shleimus, of wholeness, did Moshe have through, in the give it, get reception of the Torah? Moshe was a great man even before Matan Torah. Right, we had the burning bush, which was a while ago. Which completed him and brought him to this elevation. How did Kabbalah Torah affect him? Now he, the, the, the Meshach Chachman takes a detour and he talks about the ways of the philosophers. And what I found particularly interesting, and this is actually what motivated me to take this piece of Meshach Chachman for this week, well, what I found particularly interesting is that the, the Meshach Chachman is talking about uh, the, philosoph- the position of philosophers. I actually think it's the Ramam's position as well, which is unsurprising because he's a philosopher. However, Meshach Chachman who's also the Yorsameach, writing the commentary on on the Yad, on, on the Ramam's Code, you would think would not be, um, would probably be on the same page as the Ramam. And this is, a, this if he meant the Ramam too, this would have been a criticism. So he says, Derech uh, HaPhilosophim, the way of the philosophers, Asher HaShlemus El HaAdam, Hu Bimchuya VeHechrech. A person's wholeness a person's completion is necessary and inevitable. 
he should strengthen his soul through thought. The mascula yuli yasig hanikne, and he should get the primordial unformed substance of thought. The yiskel seichel hanetzal veloki. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not bother reading the actual original Hebrew. So he says that the the way of the philosopher is that a person achieves perfection by thinking high, lofty, divine thoughts, and that way he gets a um, an image of the divine in his head, and yekasher madnusel of tamid, the sweetness of God will be continually connected to him. And in that way, he will acquire um, eternity in his, in his soul. But by this definition, how many people could possibly be, get perfection? One in every few generations. This is because they believe that the universe always was, just like God always was. And it comes at a necessity by God. So the philosophers of his time, the, the Aristotelians that the Meshachach was talking about, or of his time I meant the Ramam would have identified with, they believed that um, the universe always existed because God causes the universe and God always existed. And therefore, you know, they deny that God has free will, has choices, right? He would only do what is obviously the right thing to do. And therefore, everything comes out of God by necessity, so the universe must have always been. Like, the, like a person casting a shadow, or um, the sun giving off light, to use the Meshachachman's metaphors. And therefore, they also have this notion that personal perfection would um, would come by necessity, by cause and effect, from this wisdom, right? The philosophical idea is, person is constantly thinking about God, he's constantly attached to God, and therefore God's eternity is part of his soul, because he has this image of God in his soul, and the image of God includes eternity, and therefore he's eternal. Um, basically, they have a clockwork universe. The Ramam did not obviously believe in uh, the eternity of the universe, um, although there are people who claim that that was like his hidden, his hidden subtext. But I don't believe that. Um, so the universe had a beginning; therefore, God chose to start the universe. But he does do he does well throughout the Moranavuchim talk about uh, the intellect and thought. The role of the mitzvot is either to understand God or to lose the mistakes that idolaters have about the divine or to just have the peace and quiet of an orderly society that's necessary to have these thoughts. Everything's about these thoughts. A prophet has the right thoughts of God and therefore connects to the overflow of divine spirit. Hashgacha, uh, um, that is divine providence, personalized divine providence, comes to the person who's connected to God through his understanding. He opens the Mora with talking about how Adam used to only have decisions of truth and falsehood, and once he internalized good and evil, he got distracted with this whole this whole moral decision making. 
And he closes with the same thing, that there are four levels of perfection, physical, financial, moral, and intellectual. And that's his, that's his order of priorities. Intellectual perfection is the top. So I think that the Orsameach is actually, the Meshachachma here, same person, but different book, um, is actually taking on the Rambam on this. And he's saying, why would the Rambam take the philosopher's position if he doesn't believe, as the philosophers do, that the world runs like a clockwork, right? That God, if you believe that God has free will and there's a case of miracles and people have free will, then there's no reason to assume that perfection, spiritual perfection has to be cause and effect running the way the philosophers say it runs. Skipping ahead a bit. The Kivan Olam Since, in reality, the world was created by God's will, Therefore, God could choose to give a soul eternity, and spiritual reward, and similarly, even the, the knowledge of God that the philosopher is seeking could be given by God's will. By people doing the laws of the world, or the, the the laws of eternity. Either way, he means the laws of the Torah. And their existence is according to the ways of the Holy Torah. This is how they should act in the world of action. Then they will, their, their free choice will overcome their physical uh, law, the, you know, their, their natural law, right? When a person can resist um, eating non-kosher food or partaking in relations when, um, well, he says when his wife, but if you're a woman watching, when one is Anita, um, this shows the ability for the for the soul to rise up above the body, and therefore. Um, w- one can one can choose godliness and therefore godliness can choose to give one eternity. Now he says that one of the differences, the fundamental difference perhaps, between this and strength through intellect that the philosophers were, were pushing. Yesh hevdel prati vehevdel klali. There's a specific difference and a general difference. Hevdal klali, the general difference, ki al yidehan haga ba'olam hamifal b'darche Hashem, by going through uh, the acts of the world according to the ways of God. Yuchal kol adam lezakos letachlis ha'shlema. So a person can achieve the the goal of shlemus of wholeness. Even those of us, even those of us who have uh, fifty-five hour week jobs, that's obviously not literal translation. And he doesn't have time. Right, his heart is not constantly connected to these lofty thoughts. Um, just as Hashem showed him Mount Sinai to all the Jews, 
Ukamel Beiser Shueva, and like Simchas Beiser Shueva, the the celebration of drawing water on Sukkot. Shemishama Hayu Shoavim Ruach Hakodesh Yidei Simcha Shel Mitzvah, where they drew not only water but also the the Chazal say Ruach um, Hakodesh, the the divine inspiration. Um, from the joy of the mitzvah. But if you have to do it intellectually, who would go up to Hashem? So the first thing is that by this means of achieving perfection, the, the root is open to anybody. One doesn't have to be an intellectual. And this is actually, going back to my beef with Ramam, this is actually the sum of my beef with Ramam because... <coughs> I have a son with Downs, and I really cannot, I'm not capable of buying into a philosophy in which you have to be able to think deep theological thoughts in order to accomplish your purpose in life, because it kind of deprives my son of, of, of ever succeeding. Hevdel Perti, and the, the specific, the individual difference, ki hadavuk muskalot this person who has the deep, high, lofty thoughts, right? Um, and he separates himself from the physicality of the world, through these ideas. Then only a soul ends up with its nitzchiyot, with this eternity. But by doing actions through the Torah, also your physical, the physical ends up being a shining light. As the Pesach says, his beloved ones will shine like the sun in its strength, meaning noon, and they will be eternally present. Therefore, Moshe, remember the question he started with, how did Moshe become a greater prophet at Harsinai? Moshe Terem Kabbalah Torah. Moshe before receiving the Torah, this is at the burning bush. Take your shoes off your feet. Because he had to separate from his physicality. But at Kabbalah Torah, he goes up with his shoes. There's no mention of taking off his shoes. Right? Why? Because he, at this point, he was able not only to be holy like a philosopher and having the deep thoughts, but he was also holy in action because he brought down the Torah, which gave us the actions by which we can sanctify the physical. So this need to remove your shoes was no longer, um, was was not part of his prophecy anymore. Uh, skipping down a bit again. Mitzad derech ha'izkavrut al chukei ha'teva avur etzon ha'shem yisbarach b'chirat tov muchlat um, this being this being strong, making one stronger than the laws of nature, through uh, doing the will of Hashem, choosing what is good. With this, the earth comes first, meaning the earth comes before the heavens. In the intellectual way of perfecting things, the heavens come first, and therefore the angels would be higher than the people because. They're always just contemplating God, right? But in this way of viewing the world, that moral perfection comes through action, through sanctifying this world, 
then uh, people with free will are greater, which we also saw was a theme he had um, a little earlier when he spoke about the fact that just as God chooses, it is through our choosing to serve God, to do God's will rather than the physical law, that God chooses to grant somebody eternity. When a person recognizes a creator, and dedicates everything to Hashem, this is the, the purpose of creation. This is Shabbos, where it says, and the and the heaven and earth were completed. Everything is uh, depends on the control of heaven, except for our fear of heaven, our awe of heaven, Shabachira, Chovshis, because we have free will, Velochein, Havei Kanase, Belo, Mechuvan, Neabarek, Kaviachol. It's though we are acting without the intent of God, meaning because we're acting on our own intent. <clears throat> Similarly, on, on Shavuos, right, there's a debate among, in, among Chazal whether holidays need to be, um, uh, you know, whether, whether one does... The debate is, is a holiday entirely for God or is a holiday half for you and half for God? Right? Is it Chatzil Lachem, Chatzil Hashem? Or is it Kulo Lashem? Everybody agrees, though, in this debate that when it comes to Atzeres, when it comes to Shavuos, it has to be, there has to be Lachem. Because that is, Zehu Tachlos Menatoa Shekulam Yizku V'Yizakku HaChomer Because the, the point, purpose from the Torah is that everybody um, uh, merits and refines the physical, the Kuchosav Al Torah. This is also what Moshe answers the angels, when the angels ask for the Torah, um, Moshe is on Har Sinai, the angels say, we should be getting the Torah. Moshe asks them all these questions because they lack the physical existence, right? They have no parents for for um, observing, uh, honoring one's parents. <coughs> Simulate, right? There's no physicality. Um, Similarly, um, it says in Taras Kohanim that each of the eight days that Moshe put up the Mishkan during the Shiva, sorry, seven days during the Shiva Simei Meluim, Lo Sharsa Shechina, so Al Yado, the Shechina didn't come down until Achaba Aaron, Vesharish Big Day Kuna. Aaron came on the eighth day. He served with the Big Day Kuna on, with the with the clothing of the of the Kohen Gadol. Shisham Hayu Libo, which would have on his chest, Kol Shemo Shifte B'nai Yisrael, all the names of the tribes of Israel, B'choshin V'eifod. U'begadav Hayu Mechaprim, Kabarmi Yichedes Al Yisrael, and his clothing brought, each item of clothing brought a, spe, brought a, a different kind of atonement onto the Jewish people. And that is when the Shechina came. Because, because Aaron was somebody who loved peace, and pursued peace, and about him they said, when he passed away, all of Israel cried, 
Therefore, when he put up the Mishkan, Hashem's glory was seen by the whole nation. And the clouds that came down in his honor surrounded all of Israel as one. He also brings another metaphor, the difference between Hillel and Shammai, that Hillel was the one who spoke to the people and Shammai was this lofty, um, overly philosophical, deep thoughts person. But we, we really get the impression of where he's going at this point, that to the... It's critical that perfection be through actions in this world. And therefore, we, thereby we sanctify this world. And the actions are to be an oiv shalom and a rodev shalom like Aaron, to bring this perfection down to the world. And this was what Moshe taught us at Harsinai when he didn't have to take off his shoes anymore because he had gotten to the point where he was sanctifying the secular. He was sanctifying the physical. And not like the philosophers say that perfection comes from avoiding the physical and having these deep and lofty thoughts. Um, I hope you found this as inspiring as I did, or at least as interesting and controversial. Um, have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of the week and a wonderful Shabbos. Bye.